1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, August 6th edition. Seven games late on tap for you tonight. Hope everybody had a good Wednesday. It was a wild one. West Coast ended in a, a bang. Offense galore as it was slow on the East Coast. Uh, hopefully have another fun night like that. Uh, watch the weather in this one. But first off, follow me on Twitter at BDN If you have any questions, I'm there. I'm in Slack chats. I'm all over the place. Fantasy DJ Slack chat, Rotoballer Slack chat. Go check out Rotoballer.com. Lots of great content coming out there every day. If you need to get some of that premium access with all the tools and optimizers and great content galore, use promo code Bubba for 10% off. Also, if you get a rating and review on iTunes for the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would much appreciate it. But let's get in to your seven-game slate. The totals on the slate, it's pretty nice, just a heads up. There's like four games in the day and then seven games at night, but they're locking in at 6.05 Eastern two hours earlier to make sure we get seven games instead of five. So keep an eye on that. But you got Yankees at Phillies, nine and a half. Reds, Indians, eight. Astros, D-backs, waiting on a total there. Brandon Belak is going to make his first start with the Astros. Cubs, Royals, nine. Blue Jays, Braves, nine. Orioles, Marlins, waiting on a total there. Jordan Yamamoto got announced as a starter last night. Keep in mind that um, the Marlins are the home team, but I'm pretty sure they're still playing in Baltimore. And uh, Yamamoto's not going more than five. He might not even make it to five. So watch out for that one. And then Brewers at White Sox, total of Nine. So the latest game, game tonight is eight ten Eastern five ten Pacific. So we should be done early. That gives us more time to watch some prime time PGA major action. Hope everybody enjoys that. If you need some uh, PGA action, always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Myself and DFS Golf Gods come out every Monday night previewing the week's PGA action. But let's get into the DK pitching this slate. I was telling people in the Slack chat this morning, pretty cut and dry for me. Um, I'm going to get different with my bats. I'm going to keep it pretty simple with the the arms. And the top two arms, Carrasco, Castillo, Cookie Carrasco, 9800 bucks At home against Cincinnati, Castillo, ninety five at Cleveland. The wind is blowing in about 11 miles an hour from right field in this one. Two just phenomenal arms. Cookie has started off the season really well. Um, slow against Minnesota. He only got three runs in six innings, which I call a win against Minnesota. Then came out in six innings, 10Ks, and just dominated Kansas City, as you'd expect. Uh, you got Luis Castillo, who pitched really well against Detroit. Just couldn't. He's placed on twice now. His last time out was phenomenal, uh, 11Ks, time for that 6Ks. Kind of got uh, Babbitt to death the first time out, last time pitched great. And the one thing I like about Castillo, only one walk in each of his two starts. That's always Castillo's deal. If he's walking, guys, we're in big, big trouble, but he has limited the walks. So something to, to keep in mind in that one. I expect it to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I wrote up in the article, I did the, the free Drakkings picks for the days over at rotoballer.com, that uh, both these guys are in play. Just remember, only one can get the win, so that's a, a big bummer. When you're looking at that big, uh, the grand scheme of things on that one, the Indians have a team total of 4.15. Lefties 292, righties 263 last year versus Castillo. And then when you look at the Reds, team total 3.85. Um, the Reds strike out over 24% of the time against uh, righties. The, uh, the Indians strike out a little less than 23% of the time versus righties. So pretty cut and dry uh, deal on this one. I think the Reds, I mean the, um, the cookie, will be higher owned than Castillo. Both are very, very strong plays. If you want to be different, playing Castile is one way to probably do it. Um, But both bring interesting risks because offenses can go off with those two. But for the most part, uh, both strong, strong plays here. Um, Cash game viable, pretty much both of them. Almost in a cash game if you want to pitch both those guys. I know you can only get the one win. Yeah, you'll be different for sure. And it uh, gives you a good floor on both of them. The pivot off of those two, and I'm curious to see how high owned he is because people that understand the game understand how good Tyler Chatwood has been, $9,400. At the Kansas City Royals, Chatwood, absolutely ridiculous what he's done this year. Six innings or more in each start. 8Ks or more in each start. 11Ks his, his last time out. 28 and a half or more DK points every time out. And people think it's a fluke, but he's not walking guys because he's increased that cutter usage. He's increased it a ton. and He's locked. He's lowered his forcing usage to around 8%. And the forcing was what was getting him in trouble last year. So now he faces Kansas City in a just great matchup in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. We saw Darvish pitch pretty well last night. Uh, Hendricks pitched pretty well the night before. They gave up more runs than you'd expect, but great spot here for Chatwood. Three point eight five team total for the Royals. They strike out over twenty, almost twenty three percent of the time versus righties last year. Uh, righties only hit two fifty five versus Chatwood. Lefties three twenty five. Not a lot that scares me uh, with the Royals if they they put it together. They put it together. But for the most part, this is a great spot for Chatwood. Ninety four hundred bucks, low ownership. Go get yourself some Tyler Chatwood tonight at, at ninety four hundred. Uh, the next guy I'm targeting on this slate. You could make an argument for Jordan Montgomery at 78. I think the Phillies are a sneaky stack tonight in a Citizen Bank ballpark. But you could go Jordan Montgomery at 78. That's a a GPP-type play. Uh, He only threw 81 pitches against Boston. He threw great against Boston very, very well. So hopefully it's a 90-95, give or take, somewhere in there. So keep that in mind. But uh, you could go that route. But the next guy I'm looking at here is Nate Pearson. 7300 bucks at the Atlanta Braves. Braves, do have a good offense. Not going to sugarcoat that. But Pearson, five innings, two hits, no earned, 5Ks in his debut against the Nats through 75 pitches. So we're hoping for like 85-ish tonight. Hopefully he can still give you a five-plus. That's the only thing with Pearson, if he if his control's off, which was an issue in the minors, to kind of slowed down his his uh, ascent to the bigs, was the control issue. So if that's still there, that can be a concern. Uh, Lefty's at 331, righty's 081 in his debut. So take that small sample, five-inning grain of salt type stuff. But the Braves are striking out almost 24% of the time versus righties. This season alone, I believe they're striking out almost 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching, very small sample. They're hitting them with power. They have very good power, but that's when they put the ball in play. 27% percent k rate is pretty outstanding for uh, facing a guy like Pearson who loves the strikeout and the Braves are without Ozzie now. That's a big, big blow. So uh, Pearson, as risky as it can be because, you know, Freddie Freeman, Acuna, uh, Azuna, still very good at bats. The rest of the lineup doesn't really scare you. Marquecas, Camargo. Can they run into one? Sure. Are they going to scare you and and blow you away? No. So uh, Nate Pearson at 73 should be very, very popular and for very good reasons. Only other ones you could take a peek at down here if you want. Wade LeBlanc at 66 versus the Marlins. The Marlins hit decently over the doubleheader. They still have Brian Anderson, Birdie, um, Jesus Aguilar, some guys that can hit the ball pretty well, but also a lot of swing and miss. I like Monty Harrison a lot, but he strikes out a ton. And a lot of that lineup is going to have a throughout it with all these replacements. Cervelli, Sure, he's a veteran that can get stuff done, but still a lot of swing and miss in that lineup. So LeBlanc at 66 can be in play. And then Lindblom's coming back. He uh, left his first start, pitched pretty well, but missed his second start. Now he's coming back. He, he missed his, he left his first start with um, back spasms. He says he's good to go. You know how the back can, can get weird, but 5,300 bucks against the White Sox. I like the White Sox tonight. I think they're good, but in GPP, Lindblom at 53 can be in play. So it's pretty simple for me. Carrasco, Castillo. Both great plays. If you want to play them, knock yourself out. Cash game viable. Lots of strategy involved there. I think Chatwood's a phenomenal pivot there. I think he's going to be popular. And then Pearson. So those are the four guys I'm really targeting. At least one of the 9K guys in Pearson or two of the 9K guys. That's where I'm at right now. But you can, like Jordan Montgomery, LeBlanc, and Limblom all have uh, arguments that can be made for them tonight. All right. Let's check out the bats on this seven-game slate. I said this would be a quick cookie-cutter type deal. It's pretty cut and dry for me on who you want to target on this slate. Like, um, you know, Grandal, if you believe Lindblom is not hundred percent or if he's going to get too much of the place, he's not going to overpower you. He works on um, locating on the corners, off-speed stuff. He's very good. I like Lindblom a lot, but we need to see it some more. So, Grandola 48, could be in play. JT Romuto and DPS, right? 47. Another guy you can take a peek at. Wilson Contreras, another nice night. Last night at 45 is just swinging a really good stick. So, those are your three expensive options at the catcher's position if you want to pay up. Otherwise, Cervelli against LeBlanc at 36 for savings. You can go there. Uh, Chance Sisko at 35 versus Yamamoto. Some decent savings for you as well. Uh, Vic Caratini at 3,200 versus Keller. Keller's uh, making his season debut for the Royals. Really good spot for the Cubbies. 5.15 team total. Lefty 314. Righty's 299 off Keller last season. So you can look at a guy like uh, Caratini and his matchup. And then other than that, uh, you just kind of look at lineups and see who pops up. Like, does Dustin Garneau catch for Houston for 28? That's a discount. Uh, Sandy Leone at 26 versus Castillo. Not looking to target Castillo, but could be a savings. Uh, Tyler Stevenson at 24 versus Carrasco. Look and see what uh, value might pop up because there's really nothing that stands out just yet on this slate for catcher. First base, if you want to attack Nate Pearson, which will be super, super, like the Brave stack will be uber low owned. And you don't have to go full brace stack. If you've got like two guys, that'll make you different out the gate. Freeman at 53 versus Pearson would be one I'd be looking to do. But Rizzo at 5K, very, very strong look in that matchup. Uh, Vladito, 4,700 for the Jays uh, back-to-back. Uh, he's hit safely in two straight games, three doubles over those two games. Hopefully, he's heating up. He's 47 versus Tukey Tassant who shouldn't go super deep in the game for the Braves, maybe five innings at the most. Then you get the Braves bullpen, which isn't horrible, but very inconsistent right now. So Vladito at 47. Hope you guys got on that too cheap Yuli Gurriel last night as he went deep at $4,100. But uh, Joey Votto, contrarian play versus Carrasco. He's hit Carrasco well in his career. If you're looking to save some cash, though, Jesus Aguilar at 42 is a phenomenal GPP play versus Wade LeBlanc. Really, really strong GPP play as he's got that big-time power against the lefty LeBlanc in that one. A few others, if you're getting contrarian again, if you're fading um, Gio Gonzalez, which is usually a good move. The Brewers' bats have been ice cold, but Justin Smoke at 39. Ryan Healy's leading off, but, man, I can't go there. The smoke at 39 can be contrarian. The problem is, at $3,900, I have a first baseman I love tonight. I uh, think he's super valuable. They may be popular. People pay up for pitching. That's the thing. But Luke Voigt at 3,900 is really cheap. And I hope he's in the lineup because every time I love Luke Voigt, they, they put in like Mike Ford, who is really expensive. Um, I see the upside of Mike Ford. No one's going to own Mike Ford. But Luke Voigt, the dude just has ridiculous power. Went deep yesterday. He's, he's homered in each of his last two games. He started. He has um, four homers on the season and 276. It's right. He's very, very well. 3900 bucks for Luke Voigt. I'd be all over that if he's in the lineup. I think it's a phenomenal play. Uh, Reese Hoskins at 37 is a good GPP play. Hasn't really got off the Schneid yet this year. but an interesting spot there. If Rowdy Telez cl- cracks the lineup, he's only hitting eighty two. He could be a nice value at $3,500. i would still rather Voigt at 39, but Rowdy at 35 versus Tugi Tassant could be a nice little value in that matchup. Otherwise, you got like the cheap Royals bats if you want to fade Chatwood, but nothing really else down below. Second base position, Altuve at 58. If, um, big Zach Gallon fan here, so I'm not as in on the Astros tonight, but you're going to get them super low-owned if you want to go that direction. But I do like Cattell Marte at 5K. Bielek making a start for the, the Astros. Good young arm, lots of strikeouts out of the pen. We'll see how he does. He won't go super deep but he's not stretched out either. Then you got this just beat-up Astros bullpen. I'm kind of bummed that the D-backs went off last night because I, I had this game circled for the Diamondbacks thinking, okay, young pitcher, beat-up bullpen. Let's go D-backs, who's been – they've been horrible all year. Let's go attack him now. Well, that got put on hold because they, they went off last night, so they should be a little more popular tonight. I do like Cattell uh, Marte at 5K in that one. Keston here at only 49 versus Gio Gonzalez. Very live. Again, the Brewers' bats have been disappointing, but a 4-2-5 team total for the Brew crew. Lefties 234, righty's 342 versus uh, Gio. You can get some Cattell uh, at 49, not too shabby. Uh, John Birdie, he's expensive at 46, but a good look there versus LeBlanc. Can get on and steal some bags. But again, the Yankees a little cheaper. Lemay hit only 45 versus Zach Eflin. That's one of the better price tags at second base for your paint up tonight. LeMayhew just leading off, getting on base consistently, throwing a little pop out there. Good spot there versus Eflin. Uh, Hanser Alberto at 39, decent savings against Yamamoto. You can look into that one for sure. Uh, Logan Forsyth has been hitting in the middle of that uh, Miami order. He hasn't got a hit yet, but he's 3,400 if you need to get weird versus LeBlanc. I'm not saying he's a must play, but if you're looking for some savings, He's there. Scott Kingry's off the slow start, but he's only 32 if you're looking for some savings there as well. But the savings at second baseman, if you're playing cash, Jeff Kings, FanDuel. I haven't even looked at FanDuel's price. I'll look at that later when I do the Lion Star show. But um, Jason Kipnis is $2,800 versus Brad Keller. He plays versus lefties. Nico Horner plays – All right, he plays versus righties. Nico Horner plays versus lefties. And Kipnis is uh, flourishing in this role. He's hitting 429 to the 1571 OPS. He has homewarded back-to-back games. He has 15 or more points in three. Straight games. He is really, really swinging a hot stick. Um, the stat cash numbers make you laugh because you know they're not sustainable. But at 2800 bucks, can still produce big time. He's a cash game lock. Phenomenal salary saver. lets you pay up for pitching. Kipness is a strong play tonight. Third base, you got Bregman for sure. But uh, J-Ram versus Castillo at 49 if you're getting contrarian. I love me some Gio Shill of the Yankees, as you can tell. Very, very, very strong play tonight. Uh, 5.3 team total. Lefties, 356. Righties, 299 versus Eflin. Uh, Geo's priced up. No one ever owns him, so I kind of like these priced up. It lowers ownership even more. The dude, 8, 18, 13, 27, 17. Dude, he's t- hit, continuously hit him. He's, he's uh, hitting five straight games with some pop. I uh, like me some Geo at 4,800. Uh, some cheaper options, Chris Bryant leading off playing well. You know, I'm on at 44 versus Lindblom. I think that's a sneaky nice play because I don't think that many people are going to go to the White Sox with some of these other options out there. So Moncada at 44 could pay some dividends for you. Excuse me, Brian Anderson at 44, third base outfield. He went deep, um, I believe it's yesterday and the day before. Let me check. Uh, yesterday, he went deep yesterday in game one of the double dip. He's uh, got on base safely in each of the last two games. So you can look at Brian Anderson at 44 if you need to. A few others like uh, Renato Nunez a GPP at 41 always has that power appeal in his matchups. Um, if you are fading Pearson, Yohan Moncargo is 36. Not in love with it, but could be GPP relevant. And other than that, you're just like, you're like Travis Shaw's, Jed Jerko's. Those are like if Abraham Toro cracks the lineup at 27, he's got some upside. He was a, a big value last night. Switch hitter went deep last night. He's got eight, uh, 21 and eight points at multi-hit games and back-to-back nights for the Astros. So $27 Abraham Toro would be a nice value if he uh, sneaks into that Astros lineup for a third straight day. Shortstop, Dansby Swanson continues to hit at Francisco Lindor at 48. The Indian stack, man. They're priced interesting. In a GPP, I think an Indians uh, stack or a Red stack, I prefer the Indians over the Reds, but both are interesting. Like the, the Indians, Reds, and Braves are the three stacks that uh, you can really differentiate with tonight. But uh, that's if you're getting really cute. I'm going to try to keep it simple on a seven-game slate, but those are the ones to look at. Glaber Torres at 47 in play. Bo Bichette needs to get it going. He's slowly heating up at 46. Javi Baez at 45. So a very top-heavy shortstop position. I kind of like Baez the most. Uh, and then and then uh, Torres and but, obviously, strong plays across the board. Gray went deep again, 4,400. Uh, Mondesi at 42, not loving Adalberto. He still is, can't really get it going consistently right now. But would be a good fade off of Chatwood if you want to go that route. And then um, Didi Gregorius at 37 hits lefties just fine. That could be an interesting play there. Not a ton of value at the position. Like uh, Jose Iglesias at 33 for the O's. Uh, he's hitting in the middle of that Orioles lineup. So you could look at him at 3,300 versus Yamamoto for some savings. Gene Segura at 31. Um, other than that, not a ton to just stands out at the shortstop position. All right, let's head to the outfield on this slate as we get a quickie going here. Springer is, I told you yesterday, he's heating up big time. Went deep again last night. He has 11 or more DraftKings points in five straight nights. Really starting to get that, that going. It's crazy hitting a buck 95, but he gets on base and does it all. So Springer at 59, going to go basically unowned. You yeah, got Stanton at 56, was a great play, but I'd rather Aaron Judge at 53. Judge's numbers versus right-handed pitching is insane. He smokes righties. People think big guy, going to crush lefties. Stanton crushes your lefties. Judge is crushing everything. He hit his seventh home run of the season last night, but he really hits righties really well. People kind of look over that. So good spot there for Judge at 53. I think Christian Yellich is GPP viable at 51. Got the day off yesterday. They said to clear his head. So you could look at Yelich in a lefty-lefty matchup at low ownership. Uh, Ozuna is interesting, but... Um, Kyle Schwarber at 47 versus Keller, phenomenal play, great part of a, a Chicago stack there in that matchup, big fan of that. So like Judge Schwarber would be the top two guys for me so far. And then you go down, I mentioned John Birdie earlier, Nick Castellanos, GPP relevant at 45 versus Kraskos. he's hitting everybody. I do like Chris Bryant if you're stacking the Cubs. Like Aaron Hickson, only 45 in the middle of the, the Yankees order, very, very live in that one. A few others to peek at here. Aviso Garcia at only 42 does hit lefties extremely well, so that could maybe get something going. It's a slow start to the season, maybe facing a lefty like uh, Gio. We'll get him off the schneid. Uh, Lubob at only 42 leading off. I mentioned Moncada earlier. If he's want to do a small Lubob-Moncada stack, uh, that's not bad at all. We'll make you different tonight. Uh, a few others. David Peralta went deep yesterday. Only 42 versus b I like that a lot. Uh, we, know, we like Peralta for his batting average. And he's got that power upside. Slow start to the season, but he popped off last night. Like Again, bummed the D-backs went off last night. Really, really bummed on that one. then a, a her ownership game a little bit. And has got a like Colt Calhoun at 4K, a cheap D-back piece in that one. So you could really get like Starley Marte, Catel Marte, David Peralta. Lots of pieces to like there in that offense. Even if you want to get where were some of the right-handed bats, uh, Christian Walker's had a couple strong days. So you can really get a, a nice uh, D-back stack going for you. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is only 39 in your GPPs. Andrew McCutcheon, a slow start to the season. Really only got one hit so far, but uh, hopefully facing Montgomery in Cutch's career, he's hitting over 310 versus left-handed pitching, so maybe this is what gets him off the schneid. Uh, If you're stacking Baltimore versus Yamamoto, Anthony Santander, good GPP power play at $3,900. In his matchup, uh, Brett Gardner's only 38 versus Eflin. Uh, Gardner's uh, proof the juice ball exists. Um, He hit his uh, third home run of the year yesterday in game one of the double dip. Homer in the first game of the series on an opposite field homer that was just laughable. He's homered in three of his last uh, four starts, I should say. So uh, Gardner at 38, very, very much in play. Should be popular at that price point in a phenomenal matchup. Miguel Anahard only 37. Not hitting it well at all, but if he cracks the lineup, it's another cheap piece of the Yanks uh, to look at. Ian Happ only 36 is a very nice value. If he cracks the lineup, um, good power can get on base if you're stacking the Cubs. Look into some Ian Happ in his matchup. Other than that, like Kyle Tucker's, uh, Josh Reddick, they'll be uh, in play against Gallon if you're fading Gallon. Not super in love with that type of play, but uh, he's involved for you. And then it's just like um, pick and choose with lineups, nothing really crazy because you'd have to attack Carrasco or Castillo for a lot of this value. Van Meter, Akiyama, uh, Bradley Zimmer, those are guys I'm not really looking to go at with uh, the matchups they're in. So that makes things a little difficult there. Uh, no one else is really standing out here at first glance when I scroll through the values so you're going to like check the bat uh, the lineups uh, maybe Mike talkman there you go if talkman cracks the lineup at 26, he uh, is very much in play like Lewis Brinson um, and Monty Harrison they'll be cheap for Miami but talkman at 26 would be a, a pretty nice value if he cracks the Yankees lineup all right recapping your pitching again pretty simply got Carrasco 98 Castillo 95 Chatwood 94. All in play. I'm going to go Chatwood, but if you want to get different with Castillo and Carrasco, zero problem. I'd obviously have Carrasco ahead of Castillo, but both really strong plays. I'd probably rank the ownership Chatwood, Carrasco, Castillo if you need to go that route. My other target Nate Pearson at 73. Should be very strong. Hopefully you get at least five innings and like 85 or so pitches out of him. That would be very, very good. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Wade LeBlanc, and Lindblom are also options tonight. Montgomery could be good. I like the Phillies as a sneakier stack tonight, but they've been kind of slow when Montgomery can get you maybe five or six. Uh, and gets you through that one. When you're stacking up the Yankees versus Eflin, smash spot. Absolutely smash spot. Eflin, he throws a good start every once in a blue moon. I love me some Yanks tonight. I think it's pretty simple. And Aaron Judge is expensive, but he's going to Ding Dong City again tonight. I guess the prime spot for Judge and company. Uh, The Cubs would be a nice spot there versus Keller. Uh, I prefer the Yankees by far over them, but the Cubs could be nice. And then it gets – I mentioned uh, the White Sox could be interesting versus uh, Gio. In his matchup, of now I'm seeing it could be Freddy Peralta. DK has Geo, and I'm seeing Freddy Peralta somewhere else. If it's Freddy Peralta, I really, I think the White Sox are really strong because I like Peralta and all. Don't get me wrong. Last year, Peralta had reverse splits. lefties 307, righty's 354. But um, if you can get Freddy Peralta, and he's not locating very well, very hittable, plus you get Milwaukee's bullpen. So keep an eye on that. White Sox could be even stronger if that's the case. Uh, the Brew Crew versus geo, The Brew Crew is very cold. So are the Phillies. So Brewers and Phillies could be – some ways to differentiate because righties hit both those guys very well, so keep them in mind. Uh, Blue Jays haven't got it going, but you can attack Tuki Tassan, especially from the left side of the plate. So, like, like if you want to be different, you can get some some you know Yankees action, get some Cubs action if you want. But like Brewers, Phillies, Blue Jays, you can play the ownership game there. White Sox could be in there as well. So you can get your your Yankee stack. You can get your chalky pitchers. Differentiate with your last few bats. Very simple, and it doesn't have to be stacks. You can get one off or two man stacks out of those other situations. So there's ways to build and still get the good pitchers and some of the chalky bats and succeed. All right, everybody, quick addition in the books like we talked about. Uh, If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at BDEntrick. Also, you can check out this video on my Twitter through Periscope or on the Rotoballer YouTube channel. So so subscribe, uh, like, and share the video there on Rotoballer's YouTube channel. It is free. Also, it's on all your streaming uh, podcast platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, the works. If you can give a rating or review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it. But I uh, hope you guys have a great day. Keep a track on the weather. Watch the lineups. If you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, I'll catch you guys tomorrow. MLB DFS Quick Kits in the books. I'm out.